222 podcast created to help student ministry leaders stay healthy and become more effective in life and leadership. And now, here are your hosts, Bo Boshears and Dave Hootke. Welcome, everyone, to Lead 222 podcast, where we focus on helping youth leaders and youth pastors um, discuss what it means to be healthy leaders, leading healthy families and ministries. I'm very excited about the topic today. We talk about soul care. I think it's very relevant, and we have an excellent person to help us with that, a very good friend uh, that's been a part of LEAD for many years. He's an awesome pastor, uh, excellent leader, and most of, most important, a good friend, as I said. So why don't you, uh, Dave, introduce our, our trainer today? Yeah, excited to have Toby Anderson with us. He's the adult pastor at Trinity Baptist Church in Yukon, Oklahoma leading over adult small groups and family ministry. Toby served and pastored in student ministry for over 20 years before taking on his most recent role. He's been a part of lead coaching and being coached since 2009. Toby has been married to his beautiful wife, Shannon, for 20 years and has two amazing children, Tatum 15 and Cross 13. And uh, Toby is actually one of our favorite guests. And the reason I say that is because this is the third time he has joined us uh, on the Lead 222 podcast, and uh, he was on episode seven, leading up with Gretchen Gilbert. And so if you haven't listened to that one, that's phenomenal. Go back and listen to leading up episode seven. He was also on episode 16, mental health in our life and ministry. And, uh, you know, Toby opened a Christian counseling center. And so on that episode, one of the, the counselors, Tina Odell, joined him. And uh, first of all, Toby, we're so excited that you're with us on the podcast. So welcome. But for those that didn't um, get a chance to listen to episode 16, tell us real quick about your journey, you know, opening up this Christian counseling center. Yeah, absolutely. Well, guys, thanks for thanks for having me on. Uh, it's awesome. It's an honor. Uh, love the lead community and uh, just the men and women I get to do life with. It's uh, it's awesome. Been life changing for me. Um, and uh, so uh, about four years ago, really uh, this this month, um, I had a kind of a health scare um, that that led to a, a, a mental health journey. Um, just really learning a lot about anxiety. Um, a lot about mental health, the, the science of mental health and um, bringing the science of mental health and, and my, my faith life together, um, learning a lot of things about my past, a lot of things about soul care we're going to talk about today. Um, and uh, through that journey, um, man, God just opened my eyes to the, um, the amount of need that is out there. Um, we are truly in a mental health epidemic right now in our culture and our community. Um, and the, the people of faith are no different, um, and especially people in ministry. And, and to be honest, when I first was having, um, I was, you know, I was experiencing what I didn't know at the time were anxiety attacks, things like that, that made no sense to me. I'd never had health issues in my life. And it was really through finding out other people in ministry, um, um, that had gone through similar things and, and finding out that, man, there's a time you got to slow down you got to stop. And most importantly, you got to find people to talk to. Um, and through that journey, one was just guys was telling my story, uh, just being open and honest about what was happening in my life, reaching out to my friends and mentors and coaches through lead, um, finding other people that had gone through again, similar experiences, um, and telling my story, um, uh, to anytime I had an opportunity to speak, just being vulnerable, being honest. 
Um, and that, that led to through a friend of mine who had opened up counseling centers in the state of Arkansas, um, uh, named after his father, who was a pastor and was a mental health counselor, a licensed professional counselor. Um, we started talking a few years ago, what would it look like to bring uh, the, one of the centers that he opened, named after his father, Dr. David H. Preston. That's why we call it the DHP Center for Christian Counseling. And so um, we opened up a center right here in Yukon. We've been open up a little over a year. Um, we are uh, actively pursuing hiring more therapists um, because the need is great. Our licensed marriage and family therapist um, has at least a six-week wait just to get somebody in to wow. see her right now. And so we're trying to um, just aware we, we do education. I've got to speak at some different events, do some different podcasts with different people. And so just creating awareness um, about mental health and especially in faith. Um, and then providing the opportunity for people to find, whether it's our center or through somewhere else, how to find someone to talk to and to seek help. You know, Toby, what, you know, that's great, Toby. You have an awesome story. And, you know, obviously you and I have talked and I love that not only did you pursue this, but I know you had a deep compassion for it. You really wanted to really to help students. I know being a youth pastor and Absolutely. still our pastor and doing great work there, how much you, you want to help um, every, people to be healthy, as we talk about that a lot, you know, healthy leaders, healthy families, and healthy ministries. But Toby, before we get into some really good questions, what are some signs mm -hmm. of mental health issues? Because you know, we use a statement, how are you doing really? Yes, sir. You know, we asked our coaches and mentors, that's become a very strong question for us. And so, as you know, we, we meet in huddles, and we have these discussions. So, you know, October, I'm asking you, how are you doing really what are some signs I'm looking for? Or what, what questions do I ask? Just the big picture to try to say, hey, you maybe need more help than this mentoring group can give you. Yeah, absolutely. I think some of the things we see, because we, um, we're seeing a lot through our, through our center with, especially marriage counseling and things, a lot of people in ministry who just realize, hey, they need help. Um, seeing a lot, a lot, there's lots of anxiety. You think about the what our world has gone through over the last couple of years and, right. stuff, and people seeing so many things. And so I think a lot of it, Bo, comes from, again, the questions that are being asked through mentoring and coaching is, are we willing to ask, how are you really doing? Um, and of course, to be vulnerable, be open and honest to, you know, how we are really doing. And what I find, what I found, I know for me and with other um, men and women I've talked to is, um, uh, one is lack of sleep. Um, I think when you find people aren't sleeping well, really irregular with that, because a lot of times that happens because of the anxiety of the world around them, and the, the things that they have to do, and you just find out they're not sleeping, you find out they've stopped exercising, um, stopped being active, not talking about going to the gym every day, just talking about, man, they, they were pretty active, and man, I'm not as active as I once was. Um, I used to be outside a lot and now I'm not. There's truly something about being outdoors and being in nature and being in the sun. Um, and so I think when you find you start the people you're talking to and you start to find that they're not getting the sleep that they've gotten before, they're not finding, they, they kind of talk about lack of quality time with family, um, whether it be in their marriage or with their kids. They talk about um, their busy season never changes. Um, how often in ministry do we talk about, man, it's just a busy season. Well, man, you can't stay in a crazy busy season over and over and over again. And I think those are times to not immediately go to ask talking about counseling, but just to start asking good questions. I think that's important as a leader, as a mentor, it's just like, you know, so tell me more about that. 
Tell me what's going on. Give me some examples. What does it look like? What's your sleep look like? What's, what's, uh, when's the last time that you went on a date with your spouse? Um, tell me about that. What's, have you taken time off? You know, things there, there's so many things to look at, but those are some of the signs, honestly, is when it comes down, when you realize the other person is really just trying to do everything by themselves, um, and trying to make it on their own, um, and not finding outside, outside help. Um, that's when you can kind of see that maybe there's a problem here. Mm -hmm. no, that's awesome. You know, I know a lot of times, what would you say in regards to, you know, feelings in general of, you know, I hear a lot in the circles that we're, we're within our lead community, but you know, one of the questions, you know, how are you feeling, you know, how are you doing really? But if sometimes it comes down, I'm just feeling sad or mm -hmm. I don't feel like talking, or even when I talk about in the relationship of marriage where I've just, there's no romance. There's no, mm -hmm. it just, I, are those also indications that something needs to be discussed? Yeah, I, I think absolutely. I think there's, when there's, um, when you've had a relationship with someone through, you know, through, through lead and a lot of people we know really well, and then you, you kind of sense there's something different. And a lot of times that's uh, a passivity. I think there's some aloofness, like they're busy. doesn't mean they're not going after ministry, but you can kind of sense, man, there's, there's not that they're not as motivated as they once were, you know, the things that you know that they've enjoyed and they've talked yeah. about in the past and stuff, joy. Yeah. the fun, the joy, the habits that they do. They love to, they love to fish and you, you talk to them about it and they have, man, I haven't gone fishing in six months or, yeah. you know, I love to do this and, and they're not doing it. It's like, where's their joy? And I think that's a good thing. Good question is where are you finding joy right now in your life? Because um, sometimes we need to just remember and be reminded there is a lot to be joyful for. Because um, a lot of that you talked, you know, uh, Dave, you mentioned earlier in your, your, your prayer about we have an enemy, a true enemy that um, comes to steal, kill and destroy and um, does not want us to find joy. And we've, we've got to seek God um, constantly to restore the joy of our salvation. I think, yeah, exactly. I mean, we do have an enemy that comes to steal, kill, and destroy. He he wants to take us out yeah. of ministry. He wants to destroy our family life. And, uh, and so we do have an enemy, which means that we have to be intentional. We, we have to be really intentional to be a healthy leader that has a healthy life, family, and ministry. And so, you know, Toby, you shared a little bit of your, you know, journey and the, you know, your experiences of, of, kind of this, you know, um, journey through mental health and finding, you know, healing and, and opening up the Christian counseling center. But there's a, there's a lot of leaders, you know, listening to this all over the spectrum. Some are just coming into ministry and, mm -hmm. and, uh, things are going really well. And some are listening to this feeling like, man, I'm, am I at burnout? Am I struggling with depression? Like a lot of different things. And so what have you learned through the years to best lead a healthy life, family and ministry? Like, what are some of those practical things that someone right now could like, hey, man, these are really good steps for me to implement so that I could be in ministry long term, that my family's going to be healthy long term? Absolutely. That, that's a great question. I, I think it really comes down to, um, obviously, in your personal relationship with the Lord. Um, you know, one of, one of my favorite passages come from Psalm 51 and of course, David, and there's a lot of repentance in this, but he really prays a prayer, um, uh, created me a clean heart. Oh God, renew a right spirit within me, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Um, and, um, there has to be the, the true, like, 
and is that person seeking the Lord? Where, where are they in seeking the Lord? And then with that, I think community is, is the biggest thing. And, and that's why it's so important for men and women out there and everyone struggling in some way, some more than others um, and, and in different places. But I, I would just encourage in this is if, if they're new to ministry, new to lead, new to, or just maybe for the first time finding like they're, they're, they're for the first time. I remember when I first jumped into ministry and you just think, man, it's going to be awesome all the time. And, you know, all of a sudden you're like, oh, you know, this is actually kind of tough, right? Um, is ask yourself the question, who do you have in your corner? Um, who, who, who do you have that's rooting for you? Um, who do you have that's going to encourage you? Who's going to build you up? Who's going to ask you tough questions? And I, I think a lot of times, Bo, you've, you've coached us up on this. You got to ask people for permission um, for them to lead you. Um, and sometimes we have to ask and I have to call somebody I respect and say, hey, hey, Dave, I, I just, I'm just going to let you know I'm struggling. And man, would, would you, um, could we grab coffee? Could we get on a phone call? Could we get on a Zoom call? Um, just let me share. And sometimes we need to get over ourselves a little bit and not act like we have it all going on. And we need to reach out and just tell someone, man, I'm struggling. You know, someone out there, they may not feel comfortable to go to their pastor or to go to their boss um, and tell them that. But I would hope there's someone in their life. And that's what I love about the lead community is that's what we're here for. Um, there is no one in lead that if you called and asked that question that wouldn't readily say, let's talk, let's go, let me help you. Um, and so I would say that, I mean, find community. I mean, how many times do we see in, in student ministry and ministry all over just men and women that don't have friends? Um, and it's a lot of times because there's just an assumption that there's community when there's really not. When the Lord calls us to finding a community of people to do life together with. And, you know, Toby, that's well said. And again, you've experienced this with lead and been an excellent coach. And, you know, back in the day when you came in and just was, was a student, you know, I remember yeah. that we, we've been friends for a while, but we always remember what a, a great, um, you were always open to be coached and that's important. My point is, you know, we talk about accountability, being with one another, and I can ask you, Toby, how you doing really, but you know what? Accountability is nothing without I ability. You personally have to want it. I have to want accountability. Mm -hmm. What would you say to our community, our huddles, when I ask you that question, what gives me, what is it that allows, allows me to trust and open up my life? Because honestly, sometimes you can feel afraid or embarrassed by it or weak. This makes me look like a weak leader or all the things that the enemy can confuse us. What yeah. would you say to that? What is that first breath you take and you just trust? Like, yeah. okay, here I go. Good. Well, that's the first thing is to remember there is a lie of the enemy that when we are feeling weak, we're feeling all these things. That's just, that's our human nature. That's the enemy. You know, for a lot of us as men, it's like, well, I've, you know, I've got to put on this face or whatever, um, which all that does is just run us into a problem. You know, I can, I can say for me, cause I learned, I've learned so much from lead and, and have, um, you know, so many friendships and relationships and people and that, which has also led to, by the way, is I think it's important to make sure we find friendship within our own community where we are. Um, I have great community through lead and other things, but I also personally reached out to friends and other pastors and people in my own community that um, I had to learn that I could not wait on other people to call me, that I had to be the one to call them and say, let's grab coffee. And I had to be the one to say, how are you doing? How can I help you? Rather than it being about me, I think a lot of times um, 
we know we need help or whatever, and we want God to do something, but maybe God's calling us to reach out to someone else so that we no, Toby. That's right. you know, could, could receive. Um, and I think it's the whole I, what, and same thing we teach our kids. If you want to want to um, have a friend, you got to be a friend. Um, and so I would say to, to, to be a friend um, uh, and, and to reach out and to, um, and, you know, when we start with the, the uh, there, there is this lie that again, you know, you don't have to share this and those things. And I said it earlier, I think it's important. I mean, how many times does the Bible talk about humility and humbling ourselves? And we've just got to humble ourselves and be like, and just um, kind of stop and, and just be, be reminded that it doesn't matter what ministry we do, how many kids are coming to our church, how many people are coming, what numbers we're seeing and those things, that number one, we're a human being. We do not have it all together. Um, that, um, you know, I think about like this, like your body has to sleep a certain amount of hours just for your body to function. I mean, think about that. At least a third of our day, we have to be sleeping just in order to function. And doesn't that show us how small we are compared to God, compared to the Lord, compared to his will for our lives and what he has is we've got to humble ourselves and realize, okay, I don't have it. As soon as we say, I got it. That's when, you know, pride comes in and, and, uh, and we just need to just, I think there's probably a lot of people out there listening that just need to say, be willing to tell someone I'm not okay. And, and also to, when you say that, that doesn't mean that you know why you're not okay. I think that's important. I was at a place I wasn't okay, but I didn't know how to explain it. I didn't know how to talk about it. I didn't know what to say, but I knew I was, I, I was not okay. And I needed something needed to change, but I had to be willing to talk to someone to let them know that. And you guys, all of us, you know, again, this goes out to the lead community and others who are listening. When we talk about being a coach, you having mentors in our huddles, uh, obviously we're not saying if I ask Toby, you know, how you doing? He, he tells me not so well. I'm not, we're not trying to be counselors, right, Toby? Yeah. I mean, I, I don't have to be yeah. the counselor. A lot of times just listening yeah. to that person and then, you know, praying for that person. But Toby, what else? I listen. I don't try to give quick answers. And sometimes even a verse, you know, God's yeah. word is powerful. Absolutely. And that's, that's the change agent. No question about it. But sometimes firing off a quick verse too quick, that also can make me pull away. What, Toby, what yeah. would you say to the mentor who is hearing someone say, yeah. I'm not doing too well? What steps do they take? Absolutely. The, the first thing is, is um, listen and have empathy for them. Like, I'm, I'm so sorry you're dealing with that. Until, again, ask leading questions. Um, again, tell me more about that. Tell, tell me more about how you feel. Um, tell me what's going on. Uh, being a mentor is not giving the answers. Uh, being a mentor is someone who's, who's there for them, and we point them to the answer. We know the answer is, is Christ. We know the answer is through his word, um, and I, I think it's really important that, that we um, that we listen, that we, we say, hey, it's okay that you're sharing this with me. Um, I, it, it's also very important, I think, that, that you let them know and um, encourage them. And this is not going to go beyond this conversation. Um, that um, unless there's permission given, of course, I think it'd be an encouragement to ask questions like, have, who else have you talked to about this? Um, they're married. Have you talked to your wife about you talk to your husband about this do they know the struggle that's going on because are you keeping it most of the time when i talk to people they haven't really talked to anybody else about it yet 
Um, so your your hope is to that they would share this with other people, um, with people that love them, um, that they trust. Um, I, I think the I don't my first go to is not immediately you need to seek counseling. They may not need to seek counseling. They need to seek people. They need to talk with someone. Um, but I do think on the counseling side, it's important to have um, resources, names, um, and places that they could go to if, 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 you, um, if in the conversation they might say, hey, I do think I'd like to talk to someone at a greater level. Um, and so that's why I think it's important to, um, to make sure that um, you know the resources that are out there. So in your area, what that looked like is reach out to other people, your community, pastors, leaders in the community to make sure you know where services are provided, um, whether it's pastoral care or it's actual licensed professional counseling. Um, sometimes someone needs to just see their doctor and get a checkup. And, you know, sometimes there's imbalances going on and they need vitamin D or they need some different things. You just never know. Um, and so it's important to have things because if you just say, well, maybe you should see a counselor when that'd be great. You know, somebody I have no idea. It's good to make sure you have um, you have some resources out there where people could go, um, because normally that's not going to be a website. It's going to be someone local that hopefully you as a pastor or a pastor in your church or in your community that, you know, people in the area that you can find somebody. This is so good. Um... You know, when I think about this next uh, question, Toby, I, I really feel in soul care like this is a big topic as far as how do we honor our day off? How do we have rhythms of rest? And, you know, in my huddle groups and, the, you know, the guys I'm coaching right now, um, you know, this is a really big topic and conversation. And what I found is like some guys are doing it really well. And it's like, it's easy for them. And some really, really struggle. And, uh, you know, I'm an Enneagram three. And so sometimes on my, like when I have a day off, if I don't get intentional with it, I just want to work. And mm -hmm. the hard part about that over time is I'm not developing a really good rhythm of rest and, um, honoring my day off as well. And so I've really had to learn how to be intentional with that, um, silent my phone, um, you know, really have good quality time with the Lord and um, do things that I enjoy. Toby, speak into that um, as far as a, a, re a regular rhythm of rest and why honoring our day off is so important in soul care and long-term ministry. That's really good. Great, great question. And, and something I'm not an expert at, um, something I think that throughout um, time of uh, coaching and huddles and things that, like you say, it's a, it's a constant conversation. Cause I think it's something that um, we, I, I think so many in ministry have a personality and a heart to work hard. And so I would say, man, let's work hard. I mean, the, the Bible said, let's, 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 uh, let, let's work and let's do, do our job well. And it's important um, but also to remember that it can't be about us. Um, there's so many things and, in, you know, huddles and different things. We talk about how do we set up delegating and how do we make sure it's not just us doing everything. So there's a lot with that, of course. Um, but I do think it has to be scheduled. Uh, I think if you have a day off, make sure it's your day off. Um, day off does not, like you said, it doesn't mean I'm just sitting around doing nothing all day long. Though there's some Saturdays I like just watching a couple of football games and just sitting there and doing nothing. Yeah, um, that's true. Right? <laughs> um, and uh, but I do think we have to schedule, and I think intentionality is good. Intentionally schedule. What am I going to do that day? 
Um, and, uh, and who am I going to do that with? Um, for a long time, um, now this was before I started the counseling center, my day is off with Friday. So, um, and my wife, she's kept kids um, in the house, you know, through the years and stuff. So Friday morning was always, always breakfast with my wife. And it was a time, it was a slow time. We, we didn't have to rush and we just spent time together. Um, sometimes there were some major conversations that happened, but most of the time it was being together, but it was scheduled. So that was good for us, but it was also good for me. And I looked forward to it every day. Um, and it was extremely rare that that would, something else would be scheduled with that. Um, accountability is a big part. That's why, again, um, you know, uh, being in coaching, um, having people in our lives, mentors, having a huddle is you got somebody that's, you know, calling you, um, uh, texting you, making sure your phone is off um, or they're texting you like, hey, what are you doing on your day off tomorrow? Um, those kind of things. And again, that takes me and you also doing that for the people that, that we're in community with is, hey, what are you doing in your time off? Um, uh, I said earlier, so many people I find are in one crazy busy season. It's like it's all gas, no brakes all the time in ministry and you cannot survive that well. I saw that. That's one of, one of the things. There were other things in my life is just the go, go, go and the nonstop and not dealing with things that I went through in my life and even struggles and hurt that I'd gone through in the church um, is when we just go, eventually it's just how the mind and body works. Something's going to shut down at some point. And if you go all gas, no brakes, you're going to run into a wall. Um, and I know there are people out there that are going, that's not going to happen to me. I didn't think it was going to happen to me four years ago. It happened to me. Um, and so it can happen. So Bo, Toby, I want you guys to speak into this real quick. Cause it, this is a big deal. Some that are listening are in cultures that want them to stay on the gas the whole time. What would you guys say? Like for them to be able to set boundaries and to have, you know, that, that rhythm or the, the rest or just those boundaries to be able to be in a healthy place themselves personally, what would you recommend for them to, to do? Well, you know, Dave, the hardest, you know, you hear that statement, the hardest person to lead is yourself. And so I think you, first of all, you've, you've got to take full ownership of this. Meaning that if you're a boss, if you're in an environment, and I lived in that environment, I actually enjoyed that environment. Uh, that is always go. And it, was, and it was my gear. I mean, mm -hmm. I like being a go dude. And that's what Toby said, I can get you in trouble, right? It almost feels good. But uh, one of the things I was thankful for is you've got to take ownership uh, of your own management of time. Yeah. And so I think it has to be one that where no one's, you know, it's great what Toby said. Someone's calling you up and saying, hey, what are you doing your day off? All that stuff helps. I'm all about coaching. I love coaching. I love affirmation. I love, but I've got to say, okay, this is my deal. I love my family too much. Mm -hmm. You know, I love what I do too much. I, I, I've got to take ownership in this. So yep, I think it I starts agree. with just, love you, that. but yep. it's got to be your own discipline. I don't know, Toby, what you think, but it's got to be some part of that. Yeah. Well, we're in an environment now, our church is growing like crazy. And, and that's, uh, you know, and I have a great, you know, senior pastor, we, we work hard and there's an expectation that we do, but there's also an expectation and, and it kind of, what, what Bo was saying to self lead yourself. He's like, my pastor is not going to come to me and say, are you taking your days off? But he's expecting that I do. That's right. Um, but I've got to lead myself in that. And I think a lot of it, too, is setting up some of it. This is what I found in my life. Some in the past was 
it was more because I was um, less organized than I should have been. I, I didn't do as much team as I should have to where when it came down to it, I had to do the work. I had to do the time. So one thing is, again, man, develop a good team um, and people and, and team. You know, we're talking volunteers. We're talking about people. When you know a busy season is coming, prepare for it. Prepare for it well. Make sure that um, your spouse and your family knows, hey, this is a busy week this week. This is what's going to happen. Set them up for success and for yourself. Don't, um, man, procrastination gets us in trouble, right? And so um, just prepare um, for, for what's happening. Um, but yeah, self-leadership is huge. Um, and, uh, and, and obviously the accountability of having someone just asking, Hey, how are you, how are you doing with your time? And, and you know, Toby, one of the main things you said just a moment ago is just chilling back whatever day I'm maybe just watching a good football game. I think you said the bears. I think that's what you said. <laughs> watching a good bears game. That's always just going to let you relax. Right, so, yeah. you know, hey, Toby, you've done a great job, Dave. I know you're going to close this out here. But I just have one last thing, uh, Toby, again, you're a good friend. You know our community well, you know, and God's been, we've got a great community, but we've all got to engage in this. And, you know, that our key question, how you doing, really, we have to speak the truth. Toby, just speak to our community about the importance. What would you say to them that if they, if they need help or what would you say to the huddles about making sure that we're constantly doing all the things that we've talked about so we really can be those healthy leaders we desire to be. That's good. That's good. Uh, man, there's so many things that say, um, one, just take a deep breath. I think just stop. Um, I think we need more times to evaluate and just, um, uh, reflect on the Lord. Um, I think it's, it's important that we stop and remember. Um, I, I mentioned this earlier in Psalm 51, you know, restore unto me the joy of my salvation. Remember your salvation. Like, you're a child of God. Um, your purpose on this earth was not ministry. Your purpose was to, to, to again, be, you know, be about God's purpose in your life, to be a child of God, to seek him. Um, so we need to stop. We need to reflect. Um, I think um, I, I would say if you're married, have more conversations with your spouse. Let her, him know this is what's going on. Um, and, uh, and just share um, to, to, uh, to be, um, to be more, more open. Um, and to, to just remember that um, we just had today. Um, th there's, there's not a lot we can do about the past. We can learn from the past. You know, I can't do a lot about tomorrow. I can prepare for tomorrow, but let today be the day that we seek the Lord. Remember um, my favorite passage is Romans 15, 13. And it's a, it's a verse that when we were going through some struggles, my wife wrote on our mirror and it was on there for a year um, may the God of all hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him. And may you overflow with hope through the power of the Holy Spirit is that um, it, it's all him um, is it can't be us. Right. And um, God uses us. We should work hard. We should be diligent. Um, but man, we, we, we're not superheroes. Um, we were never called one of my favorite follows on, on Twitter is a pastor I've never met Eugene Cho. Um, on the West Coast. And he said one time um, that uh, we're not called to be superheroes. We're just called to be faithful. Just be faithful today. Um, and um, just rest. So I think sometimes we just need to rest in who God is. And I know that's pastor speak stuff, but it's true. And we need to remind ourselves. Uh, I love, Bo, you talk about just sometimes we need to preach the gospel to ourselves and just be reminded 
God is with us. He's for us. Um, that we just, he's just calling us to be faithful. Um, and just, man, take a deep breath today. Just rest and just do that. Well said, bro. Well said. Toby, thanks for joining us today. Absolutely, man. Love our community. Love you guys praying for, uh, for lead and just, man, it's a, it's a great time. God's doing some big things. I'm excited. Yeah. Thanks, Toby. You're a good man. God bless you, bro. Thank you. Well, I want to thank Toby for joining us, man, such a great word. And, you know, sometimes we don't always have to be instructed, but we sometimes just need to be reminded and, uh, you might've had to take notes and you might have to go back and listen to this episode a few times. And, uh, but, you know, I, I just keep thinking of, you know, God's just more passionate about us being with him than our doing for, and maybe right now you just need to stop this podcast and just go be with him right now and reflect and rest. And, um, maybe that's what uh, you need right now. And so we're so excited about uh, our huddle groups that are happening. Uh, be sure uh, to listen to this podcast and uh, discuss what a great discussion this will be in our huddle groups and in our coaching um, uh, relationships. So we're so excited. If you don't have a coach and you're doing ministry alone, go to lead222.com sign up. We will hook you up with a coach and mentor, and uh, we'd love to come alongside you. And so one more thing before we close out today is uh, something that we started in 2021, beginning of this year, is a new side of LEAD, and it's called LEAD Youth Ministry Staffing. And uh, here's what we're doing. We are all about helping healthy leaders get hired at healthy churches. And so uh, we want to come alongside you and find a healthy place for you. And so here's what we do. We provide coaching. Uh, we can provide resume help. Uh, we can help connect you to the right healthy church. And so maybe you're thinking about transition. Maybe you just have questions. Here's what you can do. Reach out to me. Shoot me an email. Dave at lead222.com. Let's just have a conversation and we would love to serve you and come alongside you uh, any way that we can lead youth ministry staffing. And uh, we're really excited to help leaders uh, get connected with healthy churches. So uh, thanks for joining us today. Uh, be sure to uh, pass this uh, episode on to a friend and uh, we're looking forward to our huddle groups and our, and our coaching groups and asking that question, how are you doing really? And uh, let's go below the surface because that's what lead is all about. Healthy relationships, deep community. We're so excited to all that God's doing. Um, we'll see you next time. So stay inspired and uh, we'll catch you later. Thanks for joining us for this episode of the Lead 222 podcast. Please consider joining our community of leaders. Together, we're committed to experiencing healthy lives, healthy families,